Thank you, choir. Be finding, if you would, in your Bible, in the New Testament, the book of John, chapter 19. John, chapter 19, as we focus on mothers and what motherhood is like and about. I want to tell you the story of one man who literally poured himself into his son's life. Early on, as soon as his little boy could run, I mean, he started teaching him how to catch. He started teaching him how to uh, kick a soccer ball, kick a football, catch a football, throw a baseball. He got the little plastic basketball, the little types thing, and started shoot, uh, teaching him how to shoot the little Nerf basketball. And as he grew up older, I mean, just hours and hours making sure his boy knew how to do athletic sports, and he grew to become very talented with that. In fact, after he graduated high school, he was recruited with scholarship to play for a Big 12 college football team. In fact, he was one of the running backs. And when he scored his first, first touchdown, his parents were watching on ESPN. He scored his first touchdown, and there in the end zone, the camera was on him, and the crowd was cheering, and he looked in the camera, and you know what he said? Hi, Mom. And so the father soon learned really quick that there's a special bond that a mother has with her children that dads just don't have and they're not going to have it because moms are meant to have that special relationship in that kind of way. So we read about another special relationship the Lord Jesus had with his mother. Read with us in John chapter 19 beginning with verse 25. The Bible says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. So three Marys there. When Jesus, therefore, saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, that would be John, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. We see great joy in Mary, the mother of Jesus. When the angel comes to her, and the scriptures were told that the angel declared to her that she would bear the Son of God. We also see her, when her son is hanging on the cross years later, filled with grief and filled with sorrow, watching him die. Motherhood has its moments, doesn't it? It has its ups and its downs. It has its blessings. It also has its heartaches. It has its rewards. It has its grievances. Motherhood has its laughter and it has its tears. And on this special day, it's not the mothers who need to be reminded of the things I just mentioned. It's the rest of us. We need to be reminded of motherhood and all that it involves and all that it entails. And so today I want to share with you four reasons that we ought to do as Jesus told John, Behold your mother. We ought to behold mothers and our mothers especially. First of all, the reason we can do that is because mothers never stop loving. They love unconditionally. Mothers will go and go until they can't go any longer. They'll give and they'll give until there seems to be nothing left to give. They will continue on and on. It's their nature to love. They sometimes are vulnerable because of that to dishonorable treatment. Because they're so loving, because they're so giving, because they continue to go the extra mile, they're vulnerable to being treated with dishonor, 
by the ones whom they actually love the most. Children, I want you to listen to me. Some of you who are still in here, not in children's church, your older children, including my own. Whenever you're untruthful, whenever you're deceptive, whenever you're misleading, you dishonor your mother. Whenever you don't do what you're asked to do, you dishonor your mother. When you speak to her in ways that are disrespectful, it dishonors her and the lofty position the Lord God has given her. Mothers are to be honored. Husbands, whenever you speak in an unloving, unkind fashion, you dishonor your mother. When you speak, or your wife, when you speak to her in an unloving voice or with a harsh tone, you are dishonoring her and you're teaching your children to do the same. They're to be valued, not devalued. And so we're to take note of that because they love and love and love. We should never take it for granted. We should always treat them even better than we do ourselves. Because just, just because mama doesn't come up fighting when she's been hurt doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Mothers just have that part of their nature. They're just going to press on. They're going to keep on loving no matter what. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this pleases the Lord. You know, there's, I was thinking, there's just a few things a child can do to show their love and commitment to God. Can they tithe? Well, most children don't have an income. They can't tithe. Can they serve in the church? Well, depending on what age they are, they're probably not going to be able to serve in the church if they're, they're very young. But there is something they can do to show their love and commitment to God. And that is, they can honor their mother and their father. That is how children honor the Lord. So children, I would encourage you, honor your mother and father, and you'll be honoring the Lord God as well. I think of myself as a husband and all the other husbands who are out there right now, regardless of uh, whether you're a father or not. If you're married, you have a wife. There's something that you're to do. The Bible says in Colossians 3:19, Husbands, love your wives... And do not be bitter toward them. We're to love them. And because mothers never stop loving, we need to make sure we never give them a reason to want to stop loving. Amen? They never stop loving. And here's a second thing I want you to take note of this morning. Mothers never let go. <laughs> they just never let go. If you're a teenager... You just need to know your mother was created by divine design. And by their nature... They are nurturers, and they're going to nurture you until the day they die. How silly it must sound to a mom out there to hear a teenage son or a teenage daughter say something like this. Mom, you're smothering me. You just smother me. I feel like you're just always up in my business. Just let me grow up. Just let me be. You know how silly that must sound to someone who is a nurturer like a mother. You know, just uh, because... It was difficult for her to allow you to cross the street by yourself the first time, wasn't it? Well, it's difficult for her to let a child go on their first date. It's difficult for a mom to let a child go. It's hard to let them get married to that hoodlum boy or that hoodlum girl. They're all hoodlums in mama's eyes because no one's good enough for her babies. No one can love you like she can. Why would she ever approve of anyone else even trying? Why would she let you venture off into something new without hesitation? It's her God-given nature to hold on until she's absolutely confident 
Everything where you're headed is going to be all right. Mothers are nurturers. But there does come a time when a mother must let go. But I would say this, as young people, you have more to do with that than they do. She's reluctant to let you go if you have not grown first. There's a time where children can leave too early before they've had a time of growing. I'm talking about maturing and growing in the Lord. As you grow and you mature in the Lord, she is more willing to let go and to trust you to go out and serve the Lord and and live your life the way you're feeling led to live it. When she sees you growing in the Lord and exercising good judgment, she'll begin to loosen the apron strings a little. You'll not have to. She'll do it. Even Jesus' mother realized when he was starting to grow up, it was actually at a pretty early age. Remember when they left Jerusalem? Uh, they'd been there for the celebration, and they left, and they got a long ways before they realized Jesus wasn't with them. He was 12 years old. They went back into Jerusalem, and they found him there. And what was he doing? He was talking to the religious leaders at the temple, teaching them about the Lord God. What an amazing thing. He said, did you not know I must be about my father's business? The Bible says Jesus went back to Nazareth with them. He was subject to them. But Mary, his mother, kept all these things in her heart. And the boy increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So I would say there's a time to grow. And there is a time for letting go. But letting go is much easier when uh, the growing happens before the going. Amen? I think you understand what I'm saying with that. Many young people feel like they've hung the stars and the moon in place. If they could just get out from under mom and dad, they could go and change the world. Well, I want to remind you, Jesus did hang the stars and the moon in place, yet he said, Behold your mother. Behold your mother. Here's the third thing I want you to see. We ought to behold our moms because mothers never stop caring. One mother was real concerned for her son. He was about to head off to college for the very first time. She wrote a letter to the president of the college on his behalf. It read, Dear Sir, my son will be leaving me soon as he's been accepted for admission into your college. I'm writing to ask that you give personal attention to the selection of his roommate. I want you to be sure his roommate isn't the kind of guy who uses foul language, tells dirty jokes, smokes, drinks, or chases after girls. I want you to understand why I feel this is important for me to appeal to you directly. You see, this is the first time little Johnny's been away from home except for the three years he spent in the Marine Corps. Now, does that sound like your mom? (laughs) Does she care about you more than you really desire for her to care about you? You better feel lucky. If she cares about you that much, you're a blessed person. The Bible says in Proverbs 31, verse 27, about the virtuous woman, she watches over the ways of her household. How blessed it is to have a mom who cared about me as I was growing up. How blessed to know as I grew older, I had a mother on her knees praying on my behalf, interceding for me. She's going to love regardless. 
She doesn't like to let go, so don't try to go too early. Grow instead. And her love for you will at times seem over the top, too close, too attached. But it's because she knows her time is so limited. Many of you, as I'm preaching this, are thinking, boy, I wish my teenager was here today. He needs to hear this. She needs to hear this. Or you're thinking back, how true, how true it was of you. And now, as you've grown up, how true it is. These ways that you feel about your own children, even though perhaps now they're grown. But I tell you this, especially if you're younger, if you're in your 20s or 30s, don't worry about all this. You're going to have plenty of times to pay mama back, all right? So just get started. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to repay her for all of her endless love and her endless care for you. The last thing I want to mention to you is this. Mothers never stop sacrificing. In Proverbs 31, the Bible says, or describes for us this virtuous woman, like I said, said she works hard for her husband and her children, sacrificing for them day and night. What a picture of the uncompromising and faithful love of God we see in moms. There's a true story told of the Holocaust and World War II, which took millions of lives of Jews. It's the story of a man named Solomon Rosenberg and his family. Solomon was arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp, as well as his own parents, plus his wife and their two children, their two sons. It was a labor camp, and the rules were very simple. You have work to do, As long as you can complete your work and fulfill your duty, you're allowed to live. The moment you can no longer do that or you become too weak or too sick to do your work, then you are taken away and you're annihilated. Rosenberg watched his father and his mother forced to march off to their deaths and he knew that the next of them to go would probably be their youngest son, David. David had always been a frail, sickly child. Every evening when he would come in from his work, Mr. Rosenberg would arrive to the barracks and he would be in looking around for his wife and the two boys for when they had returned. One time he returned and he couldn't find his family until finally discovering the eldest son over in the corner of the barracks, hunched down, cradled down, crying, weeping, sobbing. He came and he said, Josh, tell me it's not true. He said, it's true, Daddy. Today, David was too sick. He couldn't do any work. And they came to take him away. Where's your mother, he asked. Joshua said, when they came to take David, he got scared and he began to cry. Mom said, there's nothing to be afraid of, David. And she stood up and took him by the hand and said, David, I'll go with you. She didn't come back either, Dad. You know, sometimes we wish our mothers would let go. Sometimes we wish they'd just turn loose and let us be ourselves, even if we're 40. Mom, if you just let go, let go. I've got my own life to live. Everything's going to be okay. But it, you know what? It's often through our own mothers that we see God's hand reaching out to us at a time when we're alone, when we're afraid, when we're giving up hope. We see God's hand reaching out through our moms saying, I'll go with you, don't be afraid. 
It's through our moms that we are encouraged and continue to plow on. In fact, isn't that what God did through Jesus, his son? In much the same way, a mother would open up her home. In much the same way, a mother continues to invite her children to come and to come back and to come into her home. The Lord God continues to reach out to every person with his hand and he says, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'll go with you. There's nothing to be afraid of. Come home. Come home. I'll love you to the end. That's what the Lord Jesus said when he died upon the cross. So I would encourage the mothers and say this. Don't compare yourself to all the other moms out there. The world doesn't need another perfect mom. The world needs more moms who will just love Jesus and point the way to Jesus. That's what God's looking for. Moms who don't try to be like everyone else. Moms who just keep on loving. Moms who just keep on caring. And moms who'll just keep on sacrificing. Showing everyone around them, not just their own children. Have you noticed that about moms? They'll change the diaper of another child, even though theirs stinks worse. Amen? <laughs> they just going to love. They're just going to do that. That's what God wants. Mothers who'll just keep on being the kind of mother he's made them to be. But I would encourage you in this way too. If you're here today and you're without Christ, can you not see through the scriptures and through the presence of the Holy Spirit working and tugging on your heartstrings that God is reaching out to you as well saying, come on home, come on in, come to me. I'll save you, I'll forgive you, I'll take care of you. I'll show you the way when you don't seem to have the right way in mind. I'll teach you. I'll guide your every step. The Bible says the steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Sometimes we don't know the right steps to take, and He sets our feet in the right way. That's because we know Him. We're His child. Just like a mother would try her best to do that for you, the Lord Jesus wants to do that for you today. Why not let go and let Jesus lead you? You can see His love. You can see his care. Can you see his sacrifice for you? He died on the cross for you. So even in our mothers, we see the love of God reaching out today. And I would ask, would you receive him? Would you do that? Or maybe you're already a believer. Most here are. Maybe today's the day for you to say, thank you, Lord, for my mom. Oh, she just wouldn't let go. Thank you, she didn't let go. Oh, she was just so helicoptering over me all the time. Thank you that she did that. It kept me from going places I would have gone, doing things I shouldn't have done. She kept me, Lord. She kept me. She protected me. Thank you for mom. What a great thing to pray to the Lord, a word of thanksgiving for your mom.